0: Podcast every Monday and Thursday with your email, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. And keep doing that. Oh, this song is feeling good. J Train Pod. J Train Pod j train pod he goes listening every tuesday he doesn't know what to do in his dating life he goes on to the j train podcast and all he wants is the advice that's right every monday and thursday Take these chances, place them in your pocket, and tell a friend, a coworker, and tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. that's how we grow the show, when you do, that I know, that I love, For you to listen every weekday, listen every day, because I'm putting out five podcasts a week now, join the Patreon, Patreon.com slash Jared Free. we do three extra podcasts a week, that gets you to five, and listen people, I'm going on the road jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, Atlanta and Albany. You got to feel this music in your toes. It's a good day to be alive. I got Shelby here on the ones and twos. Shelby, how are you?
1: Better now, now that I'm hearing this. That's
0: right. A little DMB getting you through. Shelby here. We have a capacity audience here at Feather Nation Studios. Very excited for today's guest. New to the show. Hit that music, Shelby.
2: It's the moment you've all been waiting for. A new guest.
0: Hilarious comic. He has his own podcast called Stand By Your Band. Tom Takar, thank you for coming on.
2: Thanks for having me, Jared. Oh, my God. What an intro. That was beautiful. We don't screw how around did you here. Do, how did you pull that off? It worked. Always, so people are gonna be uh that's gonna be the song of the summer, baby. I <laughs> Just think that music that... doing that intro. <laughs> can you imagine if it
0: became the song of the summer? There's like a remix of it <laughs> of me telling people. It's about to be a white boy summer.
2: Yeah, it is coming, Jet Hanks. That's the actual white boy summer. It's DMB singing at the top of
0: your lungs. <laughs> Tom Dekar, to everyone go check out his podcast called Stand By Your Band. It's every Wednesday at tom takar he's hilarious you're all gonna love him how are you where are you coming from what's your deal how's your pandemic
2: been that's that's the weird way to start these what a pandemic man (laughs) what a pandemic it's been i'm in brooklyn right now i'm uh i'm in new york and uh honestly it's not been that bad i don't like for me i mean i can't bitch because like you know i lost a ton of work but also Work kind of sucks. We're coming back to sure. doing stand-up again, and about four days in, the first three days, I was like, let's fucking go. And yeah. then about day four, I was like, God damn, I miss kind of just chilling <laughs> at home.
0: The crowd is touched. I I agree. There is that initial burst.
2: What the fuck is happening?
0: There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot going on in this studio. I... I I there's that initial burst and then you have that moment where you're like I'm not writing enough, I'm not doing no, enough not. and it's like that I'm not doing enough thing is very much it was nice to have that out of uh
2: of mind during the pandemic. Yes. No I'm I have so much FOMO and this was like the first time I got to kind of be like well, nobody's doing shit, so it's uh it's not bad but I am glad to be, you know, I am happy to be back and all vaxxed up and stuff. So, you know, it's starting to feel a little normal. Waxed and vaxxed. Vax, baby. Waxed and vaxxed. I've heard that saying
0: a few times. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it is funny that we give (laughs) bros like the hardest time. Like bros are just a very easy group to make fun of. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And, and listen, I agree with it. It's easy to make, fun, but it's, let's admit to the easiness with which bros can be made fun of you, yeah. you know, and when, you know, I'm, I'm What's breaking the this? law. Guys being dudes. That's right. Someone took my line that I used to say all the time and turned it into something else. I, I, but I would say that, you know, breaking laws with the claw, like whenever someone, rhymed law with white claw you were like Mm. okay that's a bro that's a guy who repeats office quotes all the time yes and it's like now i hear wax and vax and i'm like these lady bros are just as <laughs> douchey and anno- nope. like I've not I haven't heard wax and vax from someone I'm like oh that's a that's a hilarious uh, no. thinker of our time
2: and it's also like the first thing you think of like as soon as I yes. got vaxxed I was like I was on my pod and I was like I'm waxed and vexed and ready to play the sax like you're just like trying to come up with anything I'm doing sure. my tax it's just the <laughs> quickest thing you think of but uh, I don't I don't really mind that it angers the crowd. <laughs> I, I gotta tell I, you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, please. Oh, I was just gonna say this bro culture thing. It it took me a while because I used to be like, "What is with these guys?" When you hang out with these guys enough, you're like, "These guys are fucking awesome." Like they pay for shit. Like sure. there's beers <laughs> around all the time. They're like fun. And then you hang out with somebody who's not, and they're like, Uh "Actually, it, like, it's just like I don't want to hear any kind of." Bitch Why we're the best gender? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dudes rock, man. Dudes rock. I,
0: I. I would say the bros get it hard because the worst version of a bro is a dangerous person.
2: Oh, yeah, that's not what I'm so, talking. I want to get out no, in front no, 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 of that. But I <laughs> so like
0: it, it's interesting that you say it because like a medium loser, like a loser is all like like a nerd, not loser, but like a nerd or like a hipster can only do so much harm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like saying like, man, I love I love going to a uh, the running of the bulls. Like, you know, like I, I love the running of the bulls. Like, yeah, it is a lot of fun. It's a heart racing experience, but you might die. <laughs> right, That's hanging out right. with a bro.
2: Yes. Whereas hang
0: out with like a hipster or like a nerd. It's like, yeah, you might like get carpal tunnel from playing too many <laughs> video games. Like, I, I don't know. Like y- you might have to like hear a long story about why, you know, a a, a band uh, you know is cool.
2: Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like, I mean, that's our whole thing or or why they're not cool, which is like sure. the whole premise of our podcast. It's like So
0: the podcast stand by your band. Explain it to people because I love when we can find people a new podcast.
2: Hell yeah. So our podcast is for people who like music that gets made fun of. Like Dave Matthews' mm. band is a perfect example. And uh, I started it because I like Coldplay. I like the first sure. three Coldplay albums. And when Coldplay was doing the Super Bowl, everybody acted like it was like nine eleven again or something. Like they acted like it was the worst <laughs> thing that could have happened. And I look, I get it. Like I get everybody doesn't like them. And Chris Martin is kind of a dweeb sometimes. But it's like it's still pretty goddamn good. And uh, yeah, it, it's just a way to be positive about something instead of just shitting on everything all the time. Not that we never shit on anything. Like we've talked about like Limp Biscuit and like Kid Rock and stuff, but, and it's not always my cup of tea, but we try. We give it a shot. We give we yeah, have comics come on and like make an argument for a band they like that people make fun of.
0: As a Dave Matthews fan, I have a thing called the Dave Matthews theory, mm-hmm. where it's the fan base that people don't like, not of the course. band. Of course. And and that happens to a lot of bands because people become devout and anything someone's into too much is easily made fun of yes. and it's easy to hate on and again we live in a cynical twitter time of like people only speak in love and hate nobody mm-hmm. speaks in yeah they're pretty good because yeah. you're pretty good doesn't get retweeted so like yes i i listen to dave matthew's station on sirius xm because i'm like i just like having it on in the background and i'm a i'm a fan of their work and it's like uh... it can't be I'm sorry, I've offended Shelby. I, I, I it can't be ha god awful. But then there's some people that like get so into bands that you're like, I, I, I just don't like anyone that's so into anything, music, yeah. uh, politics, you know, right. um, any like uh, technology. Th- those people are <laughs> annoying no matter what.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, and it's like when they're pushing it on you too. That's the hardest thing. I lived with a Dave Matthews fa- fan who made me think i didn't like dave matthews because of how hard he was pushing it on me and then we went to like a weekend of mm-hmm. for dave matthews in indiana and it was so fun and people were so cool and like everybody was friendly and i saw the type of people too that everybody's like oh this person I, it's, is the you're reason judged by
0: your worst fan it's like <laughs> yeah. bros yep. it's the same thing you're judged by your worst and that's when you have to like you know get your community together you're gonna be like hey reel it in What's the hardest ban for someone who came on and defended one that you were like, no one will ever defend this band, but then they did and you, and made a good point.
2: Uh, so it's weird. Cause some people would say Nickelback might fit into that, but I got to tell you, we, we just did one on the Patreon that was Nickelback because only one comic has offered to defend Nickelback and it, the mm. timing just hasn't worked out. But even the person defending them was like, I can't even really stand by this. It's like, some of it's good, but I got to tell you, I was like an easy uh, sell on Nickelback because I was like, I remember when uh, How You Remind Me came out and I was like, this fucking rules. I like this yeah. song. And then yeah. I hated like, look at this photograph or whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, everybody's right. They do suck. But like that Spider-Man song was great. And like do you, some good shit. Do you think Nickelback,
0: their biggest problem is that they were the easiest music to play on radio like it was play i think it was just overplayed it wasn't that like i I, because it would it would be played on classic rock like on Mm -hmm. rock stations and pop stations it's those bands that kind of find their way on to like kiss 108 and wror like the you know like those two that you go it's enough already we've heard it
2: sure sure and you know I feel like I probably have that with like one direction or Jonas Brothers. I used to feel like that about Bieber. And then now I like Bieber too. I don't even hate Bieber. I like him. So it's great. There's the the new shit's great. The new shit's great.
0: And there's also, there was one song that I had to stop with. Um, It was the, the, the preacher one. What's the one? That one I'm not
2: into. But I also it was, just am tired of. But that got it
0: overplayed. Stuff. I think it yeah. got. I think this is on the DJs a little uh-huh. bit. Like sometimes bands, like I don't know how they want to be played as much as possible. I'm sure. But I'm like, how does Bieber look at them and go, "Hey." Take a day.
2: <laughs> you know. That is interesting because, yeah, you don't want to be overplayed. I think there's another thing happening, though, that's not just the overplaying. Something like Nickelback, I think that's in there, but something mm. weird that happened because also Nickelback is just the baseline of Rock. And there's a thing with Chad Kroger, the main guy, where he just so desperately wanted to make a Top forty song that he studied top forty shit for like uh, forever See? and then tried to recreate it and he did it, which is yeah. fine. I don't. Nobody have a likes
0: with that. to hear that they've been algorithmed yes. by an artist. Exactly. Like yeah. it's not really a fun thing to hear from people who think about these things. The problem right. with art is that nobody thinks about it as much as people who like it. Mm-hmm. So like we have this problem in comedy. I had I had an issue, not an issue, but. I won't mention names, but they're like, I post tweets on Instagram. I like doing it. I like putting them up. I think it's a yeah. great packaging system. It's great. I, I love it too. Yeah. I've been doing it for years now mm-hmm. and I kind of treat Twitter as like a rough draft space, like a, like yeah. a, like a notebook. Yeah. And I consider Instagram as like the
2: show. That's how and, I've been doing it too. I think that's the way to too. go. And pe- people bitch about that though.
0: You I think th- oh, it's only- you just
2: post your tweets. Who gives and a it's like,
0: shit? Yeah, I'm. I, I to me, the job of a comedian is to be funny, and they're funny. Yeah. And I, and and the way you look at Instagram is different than Twitter. It cu- it, it is just packaged better. It looks yeah. better. So, but I've been putting these out, and like I have recently seen a couple of tweets from bigger accounts put up things that look like things I've done. Uh huh. And like similar jokes, you mean? Similar jokes, uh-huh. but like gently askew. Yeah. Askew enough that I can't I don't really have a leg to stand on. Right. But they're right. they're somewhat redundant. They're and you know, you and I both know sometimes a joke a, a joke isn't hacky until it's late. Yes. Right. So like the first people
2: to do it is not the hack. It's like, yeah, ten times the, ten people in, yeah. So
0: it's like charcuterie is just adult lunchables. The thirty thousandth time I've heard that, now I think less of the person who says it. Yes. That's right. You ever notice that <laughs> charcuterie is just adult Lunchables? Yeah. When the the thirty millionth time I heard it, I have less respect for the person who's done it because they're putting it out there as if, oh, look at how smart my you know, my quip is or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this has been happening, and because they're bigger accounts, there's, and you know, because we do stand up, we have to deal with a community. Like, if Mm -hmm. I put up jokes on Instagram that were from seven years ago
2: you know, comics would just not associate with me. They would right. be like... <laughs> they'd give you shit like a couple times and about the third time they saw you do it, they'd be like, all right, I guess the guy's just a hack. I don't know. Yeah. And then, yeah, they wouldn't there's, respect you anymore.
0: There's a community to deal with. When you have no community... Yep. You can be as hacky as you it's want. Lawless. You say, it's it's lawless. the Wild West, yeah. So these, big, these bigger accounts that are putting on tweets that are things I've done two years ago. Mm-hmm. They don't deal with
2: anybody. They they just go on. You know, all they that just- they get is some people in the comments, if they get caught, they'll get some people in the comments and they usually don't get caught. We just see no, the ones never. where somebody happens to notice and tags a person and then everybody, all the comics are like, hey, you stole this, you piece of shit, and they just move right along. The
0: audience doesn't care enough as much as we do. And that's when people start saying, that's the internet. And it's like, no, yes. no, no, but this is so, but, and this is where Chad Kroger is, has made enough money. He's outside of the musical community. He goes, fuck mm-hmm. these people. <laughs> I'm just going to be the richest band ever. Yeah. And he he doesn't care. I'm sure he cares, but I'm sure oh, he doesn't yeah. have to deal with the consequence of it. And it's the same exact thing as these bigger accounts where I'm like, yeah, I could message this person and be like, hey, this kind of looks like something I've done two years ago. But they don't care.
2: They no. don't care. No. They would just go, sorry. Uh, or just like, oh, great minds. At or, winky face exactly. Or, or yeah. that it's
0: not, it's yeah, not enough. No, well, it's not exactly the same. Yeah, yeah because you have no artistic credibility and I have a little bit of it I'm not saying I have a lot I just have enough where yeah. I would be embarrassed to walk into the comedy cellar after posting
2: a bunch of fucking hacky shit that was done yeah. two years ago
1: yeah yeah it's it's an, it's an interesting uh, it's thing it, it, that it,
2: shit used to make me so angry and then you hit a, a wall where you're just like I guess Fuck me! I got. I just gotta let it yeah. go because you see people defend it, where it's like I remember that was the thing with uh, Emily Ratajkowski or whatever, sure. where she she was defending the fat Jew and just being like, "What? It's memes. It's who cares?" And yeah, it's like,
0: then who cares yeah, about somebody? Yeah, did who cares it? about Shakespeare? Like, you know, yeah. take his name off the title. I'm not, you know, not to say they're the same, but like, at at what point do you care?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, at what point does it matter? At what point is it your property? And that's like. Maybe you got. Maybe that's why they created these NFTs, the thing that I have no. Well, I think in. there's a that's a part of it. I think that <laughs> yeah. people are looking. at Well, again, this is all the money makes
0: the world go around. That's what it's mm-hmm. all about. I, that's why I want all of you to go support. Uh, so you know, uh, go support, stand by your band. It's a yeah, podcast. Baby. Tom Takar hosts it uh, every Wednesday. Go, 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 go. Follow at Tom Takar on Instagram. So funny, you're gonna love them. Um, you ready to do some emails? Let's do it, brother. J train at gmail.com. J at gmail.com. I like this one because it's an email we get every year, but it's worth rehashing. And I think you're a great guest to talk about it with. Okay, ready? Because I love watching you on stage. I think everyone's going to like uh, your stand up. Wedding season approaching. Ooh. Okay. Hey J Train, extending a long feather from Scandinavia. Listener since the TFM days. I know you've been given advice on this topic before. I just wanted to ask again. With a big wedding season approaching. It's going to be a big wedding season. Yeah. Lot yeah. of single They're people people mm-hmm. and it's all last year's weddings yeah. coming up this year. It's going to be a loaded season. With a big wedding season approaching as COVID restrictions start to lessen, what advice do you have for best men and maids of honor giving speeches this year? Ooh. So, Tom Takar, have you ever given a best man speech? What is your advice to the people giving the maid of honor best man speech out there in our J Train world?
2: Yes, so I did give. I gave a best man speech. It's been maybe six years now since I've had to do one, but. Uh, you know, it's an honor to get to be, to get asked or whatever, but it puts a burden on you and you're at work now. And you got to kind of think of it like that, where it's like my biggest piece of advice, because the thing you always see people fuck up is just don't drink before. Give yourself, maybe have a glass, have a glass of wine or champagne. Do not get fucked up because yeah. you will regret it for the, you'll regret it for a long time. It'll be a story and you don't want to be a story. You know, you, you want to be.
0: Agreed. That was advice given to me when I first started doing stand-up. I was advised, take the first two years and don't drink before you go on stage Uh and so that you don't need it because you see all these comics who started with one drink, then it moved to two drinks, then it moved to three, and now they're going up and they don't know how to like... You're never the same.
2: You ate uh, too much one night. You ate not enough the next night. You're chasing a dragon. You're chasing like the perfect mix of cocktail inside your body to make you funny. And it's like, you shouldn't need that. Oh, uh, that's, oh, damn. I might have a little one right now. Dude, I just, <laughs> I, I, just uh, uh, slightly on the same topic, I just watched this movie called Another Round last night. It is incredible. Mm. It's like Danish and it's about these guys who try to follow this theory that this Russian guy had where everybody's alcohol level is uh, you're in a 0.5% deficit. So you should be drinking point. You should always be at 0.5% alcohol. And they it try a documentary. To... No, <laughs> no, no, no.
1: It's with oh. the guy. Uh, he's the guy, like guy from Casino acting. Royale. Uh, and he was in Dr. Strange. And it's a really good movie.
2: It's really? it's fucking great. I and I, it's it's just shows how much better their lives all get when they have point when they try to maintain a certain alcohol level. And I've only watched the first uh like half, so it's still really good and I might just yeah. stop because <laughs> I love the theory, but uh I I highly recommend it. It's a great movie, Another Round. But uh yeah, I think like you can get to a level of like If you have like a glass of wine, you're not going to, you know, ruin your life or whatever. But I think at weddings, people are so hyped up and ready to party. And, you know, you're the best man. You've been going to dinners and bachelor parties and shit. You're in party mode and you just kind of that one day. Just take off a couple hours and then. And also don't drag it out. Like I I would say that's the other thing is length is big.
0: So here's my advice to everyone giving a maid of honor speech and best man speech. I agree with you. Don't drink before, even though that seems like the way to loosen you up because yeah. everyone thinks comics. Oh, do you, how many drinks do you have before? None. Oh, really? They, they're they like always surprised. Here's the other thing. And the advice is different. Best man wants to be funny because he thinks being funny will get him laid. <laughs> and i have been to weddings before where the best man like went and google searched best man jokes yeah. and he fucked himself because mm-hmm. you need yeah so what's the deal <laughs> with one vagina the
2: rest of your life you know like there's three rings <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i would say to these people you're going to be funny just know that but you want to be funny for nana And the women you're trying to impress. Because if you fuck with Nana, no one's going to remember how funny you were. They're going to say, he really fucked with Nana. Okay. For women, they go to inside. They do the inside joke. Remember (laughs) the time we did the thing and you did the thing? And everyone's sitting there like not understanding. Yeah, So you have to be broad and it has to be a story that every that nana and the guys can get involved in.
2: And like so, you got to think of who's like there's such a broad spectrum where you're like, "Oh, a third cousin's here. They're not going to give a shit about a lot of this." Say something like yeah. that yeah, can apply to everybody's lives a little bit, but it's so, it's good when it's like a story that you have about the person that makes sense. So that's always my advice to people because we get this question a lot. You
0: have a story. If you're the best man, you're the maid of honor, you naturally, if you're the man of honor or best man, and you have to have a story about this person. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that story is, but I'm telling you of a story that you've told a thousand times about them. And because you've told it a thousand times, that means it's a worked out bit. You know the parts that get laughs. You've already naturally tossed out the parts that get no laughs. So you have a bit, and you have a bit Because everyone knows this person, that it's going to be funnier because everyone knows them. So you have to trust what I'm saying here. Yeah. So take that story you've told a thousand times about that person, tell it a few times to a few friends, write it down, and then what you do, whatever the central theme of that story is, you relate it to the couple. So do in conclusion, you don't have to say Mm -hmm. in conclusion, but you do your final paragraph and for this reason, this person acts this way. That's how I knew blankety blank was the one. That's your last sentence, and you're out. So you're you get out. the funny yes. and the sweet, and you wrap it up with a bow, and it's five minutes
2: at a maximum. Max, yes. That's huge. Don't and tell and too many stories. Like in One the best. story.
0: And if you don't yes. have a story about this friend, maybe you shouldn't be the best man or, or right,
2: the main of honor. right. Uh, one of the best weddings. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) One of the best weddings I've ever been to was one where I didn't know anybody. I didn't know the only person I know knew was the person who brought me. And okay, speeches were exactly what you're talking about. It was the it was the brother uh of the bride told a story about his little sister and how uh how like a story about like her dating in the past, but it wasn't like weird. It was uh it was in about her meeting this guy that she's with now who he loves as a brother-in-law and it was such a perfect like 5 minutes tight had a funny part in the middle and then mm. closed with the uh with the heartwarming i was bawling nobody really? i was crying <laughs> at a stranger's wedding yeah it was insane that, that it's exactly that cocktail though if you can nail it and you, there's no awkwardness of rambling and that's what comes with getting drunk is you think you're loose but actually you're rambling and you don't yeah. you know you go nowhere and it's it's so good to just write it out too don't don't think you write it out something but it's a feet.
0: story you've told before because when you tell the story before like it's just like us going on stage we go on stage and work out jokes to get rid of the junk you've right. already gotten rid of the junk the j train podcast is brought to you by roman listen it's really easy to ignore your problems and especially ignore something like ed You might say, oh, I had a little too much to drink tonight. But that's the thing. You get older, your body changes, and you have to change with it. I do this with all health things. I go, ah, I'll just drink some water. It's nothing. And then you go to the doctor and they go, hey, Let's take care of this. There's things you can do and it's easy to take care of ED with Roman. GetRoman.com slash JTrain. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A US licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. simple, Just go to GetRoman.com slash JTrain and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Listen, people, this is such an easy thing to ignore. I understand it. Anything with health related, I go, I'll do it tomorrow. And then you Google for five minutes and then you go, oh, what doctor do I even go to? Who do I even talk to? And here's the thing, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional is just minutes away from talking to you about your issues. Go to GetRoman.com slash JTrain now. You'll get $15 off your first month. It's time to take care of your ED. Get started today, and you'll save $15 on your first order. That's GetRoman.com slash JTrain. And remember, get started today, and you'll save $15 on your first order of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash JTrain. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Movement Watches. In a tiny apartment in Southern California, two college dropouts teamed up to create a watch company that broke all the rules. With fair prices, unexpected colors, and clean original designs, Movement grew into one of the fastest growing watch brands shipping to over 160 countries across the globe. Now they've they've expanded to blue light glasses that protect your eyes from screens. I wear the blue light glasses. I love them. Uh, I wear them to watch TV before I go to bed. It helps with my sleep. And they also sent me the Pacific Mist Watch. Watch, designed with a 100-meter water rating, a rotating bezel, and surgical-grade 316-liter stainless steel for optimal performance. Featuring brushed gunmetal blue and gray dial accents, this is a sexy watch. I'm going to tell you right now, I love what movement's doing because it's not a huge, gaudy-looking watch. It's a nice, slick, something that's understated that shows... You get it. I, I I think sometimes when you see people with these huge watches, you go, oh, I don't know. What's that, what's that person trying to say? This says it all without trying to say it. Movement watches have the look and quality of a $400 to $500 watch. You're paying for at a department store, but just cost a fraction of the price because they were built online and own their process from start to finish. You get a beautiful watch shipped right to your door for free. And if you don't love it, you can ship it right back for free. I've got to spend all day in front of my computer and... In addition to the watch, the glasses, Ever Scroll blue light filtering glasses are a game changer. It really helps with my eyes. I'm telling you, it's it's one of those things that like you don't notice it until you start wearing it. You go, wow, it, I've had eye strain and I didn't even know that I was sleeping poorly. And they look good, I get to wear glasses when I've never really got to wear them in my life and it's a fun thing. So if you wanna elevate your look with style that doesn't break the bank, then join the movement. MV and MVMT people get 15, 15, 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to MVMT.com slash JTrain. That's MVMT.com slash JTrain. Again, that's MVMT.com slash JTrain for 15% off today. JTrain Podcast at Juma.com. JTrain Podcast at Juma.com. I'm here with Tom Takar. Stand by your band. That's the podcast every Wednesday. Go follow at Tom Takar. Go, go, go. Advice. Jared, Feather, Feather, thanks for all that you do. I've been listening to your podcast for a few years now and figured I'd bounce this off you as I would be curious to hear your thoughts. I've been dating this guy for about a month now. I am having fun. We seem to have a lot in common. Before our third date, I invited him over upon his suggestion for a movie night. He lives at home right now, so it was pretty much my apartment by default. I prefer to take things slow in the beginning. So upon inviting him over, I told him straight up that I wasn't ready to be into me yet. As I know, these things can sometimes be expected with inviting someone over, and he seemed eager to get some apartment time he was nice about it and made it clear that he just wanted to spend some more time together in a relaxed way he came over we got takeout put on a movie we cuddled I've been single throughout the pandemic so I'll admit the close touch was getting me a bit more excited than I thought it would the movie ended and we started making out and he asked if I wanted to go to my room at this point I figured we would just continue making out so I agreed things start to get hot and heavy and I say and I say we should slow down he then proceeds to say we can still go down on each other right in the moment I was (laughs) getting hey dude like, uh, I, the minute you're, like, bargaining yeah. is the minute you're wrong. Rock. Yeah, this is ridiculous. You, he's got, I mean, at, at bargaining, it's time to walk away from this person. Like, the mm-hmm. it, because they're just not doing it. it in the moment I was getting excited and agreed to it you can fill in the blanks but after reflecting on it I have regrets about how fast things moved we all, although we didn't have full on textbook definition sex I see where I may have been a pushover here but I also feel that my boundaries were full, weren't fully respected at first I felt okay about this as I was having fun in the moment but upon reflecting more I'm a bit more comfortable with it as it kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth regarding him and boundaries I think I should bring it up but worry that now that we've uh, taken that route there's no going back Help. So what do you think? Oof,
2: man. I it's exactly what you just said. The second you're like, oh, what if I what if you blow me and I'll give you a little finger to you do or whatever? It's like that's that's not good. If you're having that like weird, can we at least do this if somebody tells you to slow down? It's like you put the boundaries out there, they weren't respected. It is complicated because there is – I Bonnie, I remember uh, Bonnie McFarlane was on the radio show that I was on before talking about this exact thing where she's like, sometimes I do say no when I do mean yes, and it makes it tricky given nowadays how people talk about sex stuff. Mm. But I think we're in a situation where you told him right up front that you didn't want to do anything, and then – I think it's totally acceptable to change your mind a little bit, but it's like the second he says – can we still do this i think you should bring it up and it depends on what you want too do you want to continue this relationship or are you are you beyond like uh grossed out by it or offended that your you know boundaries were respected but i think if you want to continue with it it's absolutely a conversation that it's okay to have and i think it's important to start the conversations now
0: yeah, I, I first of all, let's start with that we're not professionals and if this is something that you're feeling badly about, you should go speak to a professional and and reach out to like there are resources out there for you. And because this can be anywhere from I don't really feel great about that to I feel horrible about that. You know what I mean? There's a mm-hmm. spectrum of how you feel and no one can tell you how to feel. I would also say to this person, um I think I sh- you should definitely bring it up. Y- you know, it's it's annoying. Let, let's let's keep it at a baseline. She's just like, oh, I I just feel like this was annoying, you know. Like let let's say it's a, it's that you were mm-hmm. pestered into hooking up. Yeah. Like it's annoying to have someone go, how about now? How about now? How about now? Yeah. How about now? Yeah. You're like, dude. And it's like <laughs> when he does that, it also like shows that he doesn't care about the consequences of your feelings afterwards. Like. If someone says to you, hey, this ain't the night for me, and he's going, Well, what about this? It's like almost like he's just trying to get out of there with as much stuff in his arms as yeah. he can.
2: Yeah. And he's it's like, like can I have a toy. Yeah. It's uh, he, yeah.
0: Like, are you like, dude, I'm looking to like get to know you and, and 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 if you're doing this, if you're asking for this, like, well, what about this tonight? Then you're like, Are you trying to get to know me or are you trying to get out of here with a hookup at the very least? And yeah. maybe you'll see me again. Like, it doesn't really take getting to know you so I can understand feeling like cheapened by that. Here's what I would also say. She asks, is there uh but worry now that we've taken that route, there is no going back. There's always going back.
2: Yes. Yeah. There's
0: always, hey. Um, I had a good time with you until it felt like I was being pestered to hook up and do more than I was looking to do when I told you I wasn't looking to do that. I'd love to go out again, but in the future, I'm not looking to be you know, bartered with, like, and
2: with, like, with, with the bases that we're going to get to that,
0: that, that date.
2: Yeah. I think that's totally fair. And you're totally right. There is absolutely going back, especially your adults. Like there hits a point where you can talk about this shit. And if you can't, that's good to figure out now, you know, because if you have a real relationship, you're going to be talking about this sort of shit a lot, you know?
0: And and if he's looking to get to know you, they're always, you know, the idea of like, there's no going back exists in the fear of getting turned down. So it's like, oh, if I go out again and we don't hook up, then he's going to think that I'm, and it's like, no, no, no. You have to like reverse the perspective. Do you want to go out with, do you want to try and get to know someone who can't hook up, who can't hang out with you without hooking up? And it's like, oh, that's not a real relationship
2: then. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know J
0: train that- podcast at com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Tom Takar at Tom Takar. Stand by your band. That's the podcast. Go follow, go follow, go follow. Okay. Let's do this one. Workplace war zone. Ooh, I'm excited for this one. I love a lifestyle. (laughs) Feather, feather. I'm at my wits end with a coworker and our constant struggle to work together. I'm a 25-year-old female, and I've been at my company going on three years now. My coworker, let's call her Jennifer, is in her late 30s and has been at the company going on 10 years. My role is in customer data management, and she's in sales. Now, we have been going through a CRM transition since September, and I served as a quote-unquote expert on processes to assist in the creation of the new CRM to meet the needs of the company. Jennifer is the per- is that person who wants to say, say wants to say in everything. And while I would interview her on her processes, she would tell me that our boss was wrong and the process for the new system should be what she preferred. Clearly, Jennifer was not happy about the change. I went along with it like the foolish little 23-year-old I was, and I ended up catching all the blame from our boss when she reviewed my work. My boss literally told me not to do everything Jennifer says because Jennifer needs to be needed to be hitting her numbers, not telling me what to do. Sounds like I'm not the only one tired of Jennifer's micromanaging. So basically, 23-year-old gets told to make some changes, to be in charge of a project, and... Older person at the company tells her, no, you're going to do it my way. And then she gets in trouble for doing it her way. Okay. Cut to now when we're on our second week using the new CRM. Jennifer calls me five minutes before she's taking off early, asking me to skip a step so she can leave on time. I tell her to go to IT about it, who gives her the green light to skip my step when I knew it would mess the shit up. Next day, lo and behold, there's a mess of information in the system and I put it, in, uh, put it in an IT ticket explaining the situation because Jennifer won't respond to me about the issue. She rarely responds to me when there are issues she has caused. The IT response comes back calling me out for creating the duplicate and citing that Jennifer was given the go-ahead and I need to make sure I'm doing the right processes. Jared. How can I assert myself with Jennifer now that I have two years of knowledge backing up my decisions? Is everyone afraid to stand up to Jennifer since my boss and IT only reprimanded me and not her? Is corporate work like high school again where seniority trumps quality of work? Help before I lose my mind completely. Tom Takar, what do you think? This is a tough one because there's a
2: lot of jargon. There's a lot of CRM talk. I don't know what the fuck that is, but I think I get it because... I used to work in uh, in a hospital like IT situation and uh, there was all kinds of language like this that was very frustrating. And I had a coworker who kind of did this shit to me too, mm-hmm. where I was a person I uh I don't wanna get too into details in case uh It it pisses anybody off. But I had somebody who was telling me what they thought I should be doing. And then the boss would be like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, well, this is what I was trained to do. I don't know. But uh, it, it, again, is you're new, you're young, and people who are miserable or, like, they've been at a place for a while, the little bit of power that they feel like they have, they're going to use it on you. And your best – what i'm gathering out of this because i i'm not hearing any anything else here but i'm not really understanding what the consequences of not listening to her would be other than pissing her off or feeling like you're being disrespectful there are none. disrespectful to an elder right yeah so yeah. at the end of the day i think if she next time she does this to you you point to these little things that happened you go look i would love to help you out but the last two times i've helped you out Look at, I'm getting my ass burned, and I think I gotta just do it the way that I want to do it. And I'm sorry, but that's just what it is. Easier said than done, and uh, but I that's that's how I that's how I personally would handle it because I used to just sit in my office and boil about this sort of shit. And uh, you know, then I, if it, I, you know what? You can quit and be a dog walker like I did, and your pay will go. <laughs> Uh, very much lower, and uh, you'll be lucky to uh, be able to eat soup uh, at night. But um, yeah, I, I think at some point you just got to put your foot down and go, "Look, I might you're not pushing me around anymore, and you don't have to be shitty about it. Just go. Here's what happened last time. Yeah. Will you acknowledge that this is what happened last time? Okay, good. Let's move on from here. Shelby, did you have, you have something?
1: It, you, there's she'll, there's no consequences for just. Telling her off like you're you have yep. to you just dominate her and be the master of your <laughs> Jesus, be the master of your Shelby domain strong.
2: Shelby, well, love you don't work like for so Jennifer.
1: You work for whoever. That's the thing. So Here's
2: spoken. Dominate Shelby.
0: her. <laughs> <laughs> Take her out. I'll say this. And I think you're both right. I don't think you even have to deal with Jennifer. It's as Bill Belichick has said a million times. Do your job. Just do your job, and all you have to say is, I'm doing my job. This is the job I was hired to mm-hmm. do. The worst and most annoying resume item is time. And the people with resume item, when when time is at the top of their resume items, that means they've done nothing else. That means mm-hmm. they're not very good at their job, and there's a reason time is at the top. I've been here 30 years. Right. Well, then why are you talking to a 23-year-old, okay? <laughs> you should be not talking to me you should not have to deal with me on a daily basis so you have to do your job and you have to kind of just disregard what, what what this person is saying and just do it on your own and you don't have to be disrespectful you can do it you can say you can yes her to death and then do things your way and then when it comes out what happened here if, if Jennifer comes to you what happened here oh I just did my job this is what yeah. I do and always lean on do your job because in the situation she gives, she's like, she's trying to get out of here early. Uh, I, I I mean, I would do the thing where I, like, I do a lot of this. I ask a lot of questions. I, I just, I would be like, yeah, and I don't, I don't know why. I think Jennifer is leaving yeah. early.
2: Yep. Like, that's how you <laughs> always ask questions. Yeah, I, guess, don't, I guess Jennifer got uh, approval to leave early today. That's what I understand. I, I don't know. I'm not, yeah,
0: I'm not sure if Jennifer got approval to leave early, but I, <laughs> But I, is she there? Is Jennifer at her desk? <laughs> just always, if you ask questions, the answers reveal themselves. And I would go to other bosses, I would go to other and just keep asking them questions. Do you want me to do it this way or this way? Do you want Jennifer to do it this way or this way? Because Jennifer's saying to do it this way. I, and the more questions you ask, and people love dealing with people who ask questions because. They get to be in charge. They get to tell you what to do. You're giving someone power. Mm-hmm. And when you ask questions, you already know the answers to. Now you get affirmation that you're doing the right thing. So that when Jennifer comes back, no, I I asked so and so. They said this is the way we do it now.
1: A few months yeah. ago, I had somebody else like said to somebody else like uh, where I work like oh I couldn't I didn't get to go on my afternoon walk because I didn't uh, have oh and I. This thing by this time, and I was thinking, I wish somebody said that to me. Oh, I wish wish a (laughs) motherfucker would. You know
2: what? I'm fired up. In fact, fuck all that good advice. I think this is what you do. Next time Jennifer plays her little shit, just here, record this, play this for next time you fuck with my shit, Jennifer, it's on site. It's over. (laughs) It's fucking over for you, bitch. There's a new bad bitch in town. Your old ass is out. I'm going to eat your fucking lunch, Jennifer, and I'm going to drink your fucking milkshake. It's done.
0: Yeah, that's a fun thing. Go to the fridge, take the food that she wrote her name on, and eat (laughs) them right in her face and go, if you fuck with me again, you're not getting your dessert next time.
2: You fuck with me again, this is your your child's head.
0: The J Train podcast is brought to you by Policy Genius. April means a lot of not-so fun things. Getting fooled, getting rained on, getting your taxes done. So if you need a positive experience to balance it all out, consider shopping for home and auto insurance with Policy Genius. Policy Genius can help you find home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price. In fact, they've saved customers up to $1,055 per year. That's $1,055 per year by reshopping their home and auto coverage. Getting started is easy. I'm telling you right now, insurance, y'all have to pay it, y'all have to have it. I get it. It's one of those things you're buying so you don't have you because you hope you'll not you don't have to use it. But here's the thing. If you're paying for home and auto insurance, you got to look for the $20 in your coat pocket, and this is a way to do it. Policy Genius is a way to see can I save money? It's an opportunity. First head to policygenius.com answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property. The Policy Genius takes it from there. Uh, They'll compare rates from America's top insurers from Progressive to Allstate to find your lowest quote. The Policy Genius team will look at all the ways to maximize your savings, including building your home and auto policies if Policy Genius finds a better rate than what you're paying now. They'll switch over, so they'll switch you over for free. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across over thousands of reviews on Trustpilot and Google. So people... This is a no-brainer to just go check out. Maybe it's going to help you, maybe not. But I'm, I'm. Yeah, at least you looked, and you can feel better about it. Policy Genius can promise that you won't leave their website feeling like a fool. Well, that's that's the reality. You walk away going, "I'm already paying the least I can." Good to know. Or I can be paying less. Good to know as well. They've saved customers up to. per year compared to their current home and auto policies. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get started right now. PolicyGenius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Liquid Death. I love Liquid Death. It is a water company, and I love what they're doing. It's death to plastic. They come in these huge tall boy cans. They're awesome. You can chug a water in one sitting. It's 16 ounces of fun. Great for a barbecue. Great to have in the house to toss to a friend. This is going to be the summer of liquid death. The cans look cool. They they look like you're drinking a beer, but you're just chugging a water. And let me just tell you, when you're at a party and someone says, toss me a water from across the party and you take out a liquid death, everyone's vibe changes. It's fun. It's exciting. And, you know, you can crack one out on a, in a car ride and you're sitting there just chugging from a tall boy, but it's water. And they got it in sparkling, too. I'm a huge fan of Liquid Death and I just love what they're doing. I love that they've taken a new approach to water and water is something we all are trying to get more of, aren't we? Every day I'm sitting there, I got to drink more water. I got to drink more water. I don't want to be sitting here. You know, you know, they say sometimes when you think you're hungry, you're actually thirsty. So when you have a liquid death, you chug it down, you crack one open, you toss it to a buddy. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I was just a little bit thirsty. Thirst gone thanks to Liquid Death. Go to liquiddeath.com/slash J Train to get a free set of koozies with your first order of any case of water, or just grab some at any Whole Foods or 7 Eleven. It's in the water aisle and it looks like a beer. It's so much fun. The designs on the can are awesome. I've been looking at their t-shirts for years. I've always just wanted one of their t-shirts because they're kind of cool. So liquiddeath.com slash J Train to get a free set of koozies with your first order of any case of water, or just grab some at Whole Foods or 7-Eleven. JTrain Podcast at Train Podcast at GMA.com. Here with Tom Takar at Tom Takar. Unlucky number three. Okay. Mm. Papa JT, feathers from Australia. In February last year, I ended things with my main friends with benefits, mm. which meant I spent the strict Melbourne lockdown celibate. Dun, dun, dun. I work in healthcare. Yeah, we got the didgeridoo playing. Uh, I work in healthcare and was not going to date during that time. Now that we're back to some level of normal, I recently joined a dating app for the first time with the intention of having fun. I found two great guys that I'm really enjoying dating and who satisfy me in different ways. After two weeks on the app, I paused my profile because I didn't want the algorithm to throw all the good ones up front while i have met people uh while i have people i am dating in a happy way okay so she's saving them for later i like (laughs) this person my friend has uh friends have been laughing at me and my novice use of the app but i think i'm kind of a genius for it to get what i want at the moment yeah i think if you're trying to hook up and you're like i don't want to like just swipe through dudes i couldn't give attention to this may this is a good organizational um maneuver for for me My friends have been laughing at me and my novice use of the app, but I think I'm kind of a genius for using it to get what I want at the moment. My current plan is to keep things casual and keep seeing them both. I have a third person that I clicked with on our first date, and I'm interested in. He keeps pushing to see me again, but I don't really have time with my current work and social life plus the two guys. I also don't think I can or want to juggle a third. I expect my current situations to fizzle at some point, at which point I would uh, be interested in re-engaging with this third guy. I have bought myself an extra week of not seeing him as I'll be away for work, uh, but what is the best way to put this on hold, if at all? Should I just tell him I'm seeing someone? What is the best way to let him down, but ideally keep him on the back burner? I love this question because it's... It, I love the way this person is going about dating. It's very reasonable. It's, be- it's very, you know, proactive. She's got two guys and she's got a third that wants to get in the rotation, but she's saying she's not ready for the third guy, but she wants to make sure she has access to him in the future. What should she say to him?
2: Oh man, that is tough. And boy, just a sign of what it's like to be a woman on dating apps over (laughs) me. I can't imagine being like, Oh, I've got to, I've got to put these ones on the back burner because so many are coming through. (laughs) Uh, but, um, I, I do think it's uh it's interesting and I'm trying to think I feel like I've been one of the guys in this sort of situation before mm. and I didn't really mind uh kind of just like the person drifting out a little bit you know mm. and I don't know that's a tough conversation because you don't want to just be like look you're third in the rotation and uh no you you, you can you only be that. so honest it's right. really
0: i if I'm her this is an easy solution because guys you know I, I think this guy will be, when you come back to him, as you say, it probably will happen, he's going to be happy to engage with you. But you have to let him know, like, and, and you have to give you want to be with a confident guy. So mm-hmm. this is kind of a test of his confidence. If he can't handle this kind of strategy that I'm about to give, then you don't want to be with him in the first place. He's not really good for what you're looking for. And what you're looking for is a casual, fun time. And that is really tough to do with someone who's not confident. So, what I would tell this person is, you go to this guy and you go, "Hey, I had a really good time meeting you, but there's some people from my past that aren't really done at this point, and I'm trying to give that another chance. I really appreciate meeting you. If that ends, I have your number and I'll reach out. So now Damn, it's in your, I love the that. Bo- yeah, you're the balls in your court." If he can't handle that, who's this other guy? What the fuck? Why would you? I'm on the back burner. Yeah. You cut all communication because he's never going to be that guy for you. But yeah. I think for the most part, the, from the sound of this email, this guy's going to go, no problem. Thanks for being up front. Hopefully I hear from you in the, in the future.
2: That yeah. and if you get that answer, you're good. And you're totally right that if that's what you're looking for, this guy will be cool with that because he's like, well, I got other options too. I'll just, you know, if I really like this girl, that's great that maybe someday that it could happen. But like in the meantime, I'm not like, I'm not sweating, you know, he doesn't want to waste his time either. Hey, um, I've been
0: dealing with an ex that's kind of come pop back into my life. I had a great time with you, but I need to give this a chance before I can move forward. I have your number. If that doesn't work out, I'll definitely reach out in the future. Damn,
2: that is boom, brilliant. You're saving people's lives here, Jared. That's right. Your we number. are.
1: Next time I see you, on site. It's on
2: site. <laughs> <laughs> it's on jtrainpodcast at
0: gmail dot Jtrainpodcast at gmail Top Takar, let's do
2: one more email. Is that okay? Let's do one more. We're like I said, we're okay, saving I lives got... here. Damn, that last one. That that gave me chills, J Train. That was we, uh... listen. I've I've done this <laughs> a couple great. times
0: before. We have a a screenshot email. You got it? Yeah, I got it. I got it. I'm like fired up about this one. This one is insane. I hope I have the order. It's all in order. It's ready to go. They numbered them. I love that. Okay. Guy changes his mind after flying 3,000 miles. Jared, love the podcast. Whenever my friend and I have dating issues, we always said, what would Jared say? So anyway, I live in L.A., and around February of this year, I got matched uh, with a guy that lives in NYC. We talked every day nonstop for the past two months, FaceTime at least twice a week for two to three hours. And Jesus. we also discussed our intentions in dating, what we are looking for, long-term relationship values, etc. Everything seems to be going well. And then this guy booked a flight to L.A. before this trip, his trip to San Diego to see me in person. Okay, so they're talking twice a week. They're texting all the time. They both want long-term relationships. He books the ticket to L.A. before his trip to San Diego to see her in person. He also invited me to San Diego with him. Got a little ahead of himself. Okay. The first night we met, we drank a little bit too much, so we ended up sleeping with each other. We both regretted this and agreed that we were moving way too fast and decided to take things slow again. And then we met again two days later. We hung out for about nine hours sober where we discussed what happened on the first night as well as how he was glad that he got to come to L.A. to see me and gave us options on potentially how to make this long-distance work. Fast forward to two days later, his last day in L.A., we went to the gym together. How L.A. of that. (laughs) But then... But then he told me that he has a dinner plan with his friends. I asked if he would want to come over because I wanted to see him one last time before he leaves. And then he said he would let me know. Fast forward a few hours later. See screenshots attached. OK, let's start. I'll be her. You be him. Yep. Let me. Uh, so this is. The ab- so they slept together. They have a nine hour sober. They go to the gym together. He then kind of comes out of the blue. It sounds like with this friend dinner thing on his last night. And then she says, um, I want to see you one last time. And he said he would let me know. Let me know is never a good sign. Uh, okay. No. I'll let you know is never good. Okay. You ready?
2: Yeah. Let me, uh, hold on. Let me pull this all up. Okay. okay I'm I her. Got She's blue. Go. Yes.
0: Okay. So the, she writes at 8:35 PM. It doesn't look good so far. Okay. Ready? So what do you think about, are you coming?
2: I'm heading to it's blanked out. So is that a no or not sure when I'll be back? Ooh, he's being very vague. Yeah.
0: Are you going to stay there late? Okay, that's fine. And then he thumbs up the okay, that's fine. And then sorry. So does that mean I'll probably not see you again then? I mean, there's things I kind of want to talk about. I guess never mind. I just didn't think, uh, uh, think I think out last our last I just didn't think our last meeting would be at the gym that I seriously can't
2: even talk to you lol Probably not. I need to I need to rest up before my flight. What are you hoping to accomplish if I come over tonight? It's probably not a great idea, no. I just want to talk to you and see you. We're not going to do anything.
0: We accomplished last time that th- we accomplished last time that that was too soon for us anyway cuz after this i'll probably just see you from the screen again
2: and it's just different this is where it gets really crazy i think i think i prefer the screen hey, it's uh
0: then she question mark on mo uh, she question mark reacts and then she writes wait what i don't think we need to meet in person it's been a long week okay that's fine i'm not going to force you i know you're tired and exhausted but what do you mean by
2: you prefer the screen I shouldn't have drank so much that time. It added unnecessary complication and there's no need to meet again. Can we talk about this? You're great, but I don't want to continue this. Over the phone is fine. Can I
0: call you right now? That's fine if not. Maybe when I'm back in a few weeks. I mean, are you mad that I asked you to come over? Like, what is it? I thought things
2: were going well this is fucking insane that yeah. he he thumbs down the i thought things are going well uh, <laughs> i guess <laughs> what <not. a> move <laughs> yeah and that's a says, crazy move <laughs> then he said not now i'm with people really she thumbs up she thumbs Dude, up the rock. i'm with people
0: yes yeah. <laughs> the, the dudes are really rocking right now he thumbs up that emotion uh, that 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 he thumbs up uh, the not now i'm with people we had a chat about this on wednesday
2: I'm not ready for anything. <laughs> hey. How vague that is. I'm not ready for anything.
0: <laughs> and we both thought that aside from Monday, we like spending time with each other. I know, and I'm not asking you to. And today, I mean, we literally just worked out in the gym and that's it. If I seem too pushy to you today, I apologize. I'm nicely asking you not to get
2: attached. Why is the 180? I'm so confused right now. It's too much, honestly. It's too much for me. No need to overthink. Oh, he's being so (laughs) He's a gaslighter. Yep. Okay, that's fine. You should respect my decision. Oi. dude.
0: Do you think we can chat about this over the phone sometimes? And I know distance... uh, I'm respecting your decision, and I know distance will not be easy either.
2: We need some space for now. Okay. If that's what you want, I'll respect it. He thumbs up that and then says thanks, and then she writes, "So I guess I'm not going to San Diego then." <laughs> <laughs> Laughing a face emoji. And, and, and then, then lol, she writes, "J.K. Yeah."
0: LOL, J.K. She's being right now. She's trying
2: to fun this up. She's yes. trying to
0: make this more fun. And then he thumbs downs that. He thumbs like,
2: down. So I guess I'm not going to San Diego. This guy is a psycho. Yeah, you don't this thumbs guy thumbs down shit like this. It's crazy. Like what Shelby? a robot would do. Yes. Robot. Yeah, it
0: feels very robotic, and yeah. it feels like, yeah, he's not handling this correctly, and no. and she's also like, she's right. Her questions make sense to me.
2: But yes. go on. uh He says, Nah, my coworker doesn't want random guests at Airbnb. COVID times. uh COVID times. Don't try to control the situation. Oh my what? God. What? But yeah.
0: Anyway, joke aside. Have fun in San Diego um and then she writes i'm not trying to i had a great time facetiming spending time with you i'm sorry you don't feel the same way good times i really hope we can chat about this but i know i'll give you space for now will it be okay for me to contact you when you're back in new york
2: i worry you'll get attached so let's play by ear i can't guarantee anything okay yeah that's fair have fun tonight smiley face. She's being
0: way too nice. So too nice. Mm. So
2: way too nice. Then he says thanks I will and thumbs ups. Okay, yeah, that's fair. First of all, it's not fair.
1: That's not no. fair. He's a it's- psycho. This guy yeah, is a 1000.
2: Dude, yeah, he went if- full robot. It's so weird and it's so his messages are so weird that if she hadn't met him in person already, I would think she was getting catfished. Like yeah. it's it's crazy the way that he's talking to her and I can't believe how nice she is the whole time. She writes,
0: I'm really confused because his words and his actions don't align. No, they don't align. Uh, and I and when we saw each other last after the gym, he was still really considerate and looked like he wanted to see me that night. What do you think has changed? I'm really confused because he basically didn't want to give me some more information aside from don't get attached and he's not ready. So I would love to hear from you what you think of this situation. So, Tom, what do you think of this situation? Dude, I got to tell other you. Other than him, I mean, it's kind of scary the way – Because they did sleep together. So he comes to L.A., they get drunk, they sleep together, and then she wrote something very specific that jumped out to me. She wrote, um, first night we drank a little bit too much, so we ended up sleeping with each other. We both regretted this and agreed that we were moving too fast and decided to take things slow again. Mm -hmm. That is one of those things... That it feels like one person says and the other person agrees to.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Where maybe, maybe she didn't really, she was just like, oh, that was fun. And then he's like, we shouldn't have done that. And then it turns into that. Based on his messages, that's what it seemed like happened. I, I know we're making
1: kind
0: of an assumption, but like it feels like this guy has, you know, he wanted to come and have fun and then he had post you know sex regrets Mm. and he's handling it in a very mean
2: and immature whether
1: the word accomplished stood out to me like what did he say i
2: think that that was just like a misspeak like i think she meant to say that we both agreed or whatever
1: oh did he say that or did she say i think she said accomplished
2: yeah uh Let me see where that was. Cause yeah, I think that that was just a typo. Um, yeah, we accomplished last time that that was, I think she meant to say we established last time that that was too soon for us. Anyway. What do you think of this situation? What, like, what do you think is going on here? I am at a loss. I think like I think he did regret it. I think there's a chance that maybe he got there and you know, sometimes and I th- this is no discredit to uh this person who wrote in, sometimes you meet somebody in person after talking on the phone for a while and it, you just don't vibe the way you thought that you would and maybe mm. maybe he's just trying to back away. Uh he got scared that he had committed too much already with these FaceTimes and stuff and rather than be you know an emotionally sound adult who would communicate those things with you I think there's a chance he's gonna go the other way and go uh I I'm just gonna be mean and or or distant and cold until you don't want to fuck with me anymore because people do that too where it's like you're just like oh I'll just cut it kind of like immediately and be a little weird and then she'll get the hint rather than me having to have that conversation. I think that's I, think,
0: I I think what happened was when you text with someone, you write your own script. And sometimes you get in front of that person and you can't be the person that you've written yourself to be. So before he gets to L.A., he's talking about relationships. He's talking about being together, figuring it out. And he gets to L.A. and then he gets in the bed that he helped make, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then he goes, oh, I don't know if I want to be in this bed anymore. And just like yeah. you said, he goes into gaslighting maneuver as we watched in his text. That's why I'm assuming this whole decision that like we move too fast, it feels it's, like this is what he does because yeah. he gaslit this whole conversation. Yeah. But I would also say, it feels like he has other relationships. It feels like he has something else going on in New York. It feels like to me, like I, to me, it's this screams. I have uh like a wife and family. Back yeah, in New there York. was something.
2: Yeah. That's very possible too. That's a good point. I think what you're saying about that, it could be that he even in it, I think it's a possibility. He built it up in his own head and he just got a little too far ahead of himself. And like he fucked up and it's all him. I would say yeah. it's like you did you didn't take it too fast he did and yeah he's talking about this relationship that I don't think he's ready for also I think he might be a psycho because he went to the gym with you that day instead of like <laughs> and counted that as a hangout well, that is psycho behavior in my I opinion think he's my, trying my fiance to- and I will never she was like I will never go to the gym with you like we go at separate times <laughs> yeah. we don't want to catch each other's eyes at the gym and she didn't want me to see her working out it's a crazy thing unless you're like deep into a relationship and you're like one of those fitness couples but you've hooked up with like once. weird yeah i
0: i think this is a runaway situation and the i i what do i think has changed i don't think any i think the only thing that changes he had to live in the reality that he wrote and then he has to deal with that so he might have a girlfriend he might have a wife he might have other things going on but he can't amount to the facetimes and texts that he had written to you and now he's dealing with the consequences of that and the consequences Hey, what do we do next? Because there has to be a next. And mm-hmm. he is not even admitting to that, which means, you know, he's being an asshole. And he's not, you know, at that point, he's trying to gaslight you into Dude. you're going to get too attached when he's the one that brought the boat to this port. Yeah. Yeah. J podcast at gmail.com. J podcast at GMA.com. Tom Takar, thank you for coming on. This is fantastic. Dude, thanks so much for having me, man. Great time. At Tom Takar on Instagram. Stand by your band every Wednesday. Go follow. Go get involved. Shelby, thank you for playing on the ones and twos, getting involved. No, thank you. At Classic Shelb on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Thursday. Keep spreading the word. Keep telling your friends. We'll be back next week. Boom.